They're taking cherubin pot strewn strategically along the daily. Charter boys are tying paternosters in preparation for the fray. Tinnies are being towed to target on the Arnhem Highway. Over in Gove, they're rigging up teasers for the big boys. There's an air of anxious optimism at harbourside boat ramps as launch time moves. And in the front bar of a top-end pub. So of course that year the missus leaves an entire bottle of rum out on the front doorstep for Santa. I've got to make it disappear before 6am when the kid wakes up. I am a write-off for next day's Christmas lunch. I think that was the plan the whole way along, you know. Smith! Oh, what's he want? More! Rob, 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 look at the time, man. Come on, we got to go. Get your bums in the boat and get on with it. Fishos and welcome aboard the Tinsel Tassel Tinny for its final sortie of 2017. A year of great achievements and small achievements and great inanities and stupidities. We're going to spend the next hour or so having a look back. A look back at 2017, not in anger, not in anguish, but in sanguine self-reflection, an emotionally detached, honest assessment of Tales from the Tinny 2017. Completely objective. Completely objective. Did we do good? <laughs> Did we leave the world a little bit better place? Did we change lives? Did we change lives? <laughs> On the other side of the coin... We're Tinny, Timmy and Robbie, naughty or nice, on the flying furry fat asses checklist twice. All will be revealed. Well, you're going to be naughty if you call Santa Claus a fat ass. That's not a good start. It's not a good start, I guess, no. But it's all about looking back, Timmy, and finding out the burning... Did we leave the world a better place? Is this great blue orb floating around in the universe slightly richer we can't, for our presence this year. We can't plot and path our future without an honest, objective review of the past, what has brought us here. Emotional detachment. Correct. Emotional detachment. An intellectual look <laughs> at the year that was. Oh, gee. An intellectual look at an intellectual black hole. Oh, gee. Prepare for... An hour or two of crap, in other words. <laughs> An hour or two of crap, it may well be. Timmy, you know, the, the, flat, uh, the flying furry fat ass, mm. Santa Claus, every year. I don't ask, maybe that's why I'm a little bit bitter in casting aspersions at his girth. He is a fat every, ass. He is a fat ass, let's face it. Every year, I ask for one simple thing. Mm. One simple thing. I'm not looking for an Xbox. I'm not looking for a new motorbike, a new donk for the boat. I'm not looking for real estate or a lotto win. Are you just looking for love, Rob? Are you just looking for someone to hold you? I'm looking. I'm looking for someone to hold me and love me 
in a meteorological sense, Tim. I'm just looking for a bit of monsoon. <laughs> Kami mengucapkan selamat datang kepada musim angin topan dengan tangan yang terbuka dan hati yang hangat. We welcome you, mighty monsoon, with open arms and warm hearts. Anda adalah tamu yang terhormat di rumah kami dan kami senang sekali Anda dapat menginap di sini. You are an honored guest in our house. And we delight in your prolonged presence. Silakan semoga anda bisa tinggal di sini sampai kaki kita sudah disiram dengan air hujannya. Please stay until we are knee deep in your moist bounty. Cerita dari perahu yang kecil. Tales from the Tinny. Not much to ask, Tim. Mm. The monsoon, it's sitting up there. Bali or KL or Singapore. Drinking largies. Sitting in a banana lounge by the pool, just mm. bludgeon. Club sandwiches and largies. Come on down. We love you, monsoon. <laughs> the Bureau does say the active monsoon is still pretty far north. It'll be at least a couple of weeks before it even starts thinking about moving down. And regards the MJO, the critical factor, the Madden-Julian oscillation, oh. uh, along with the South Indian dipole, oh. uh, the MJO is not going to be in our area till towards the end of December or early January. Hopefully a bit earlier. Because we need a Darwin Christmas, Rob. Squeezing it out of a mango daiquiri or two. Oh, chill. Wet, hot, have a swim, have another daiquiri. Feast on a bit of cold ham, have another daiquiri, another swim. Move over to cover the pig on a spit with some corrugated iron as the monsoon comes down. Enjoy another daiquiri, have another oh, swim. No, Tim. I don't. <laughs> Good times. It's an emotional picture. Hey, Fishos, Christmas shopping sucks, doesn't it? You'd rather be told it was snapper lids than hang around shopping centres at this time of year. And let's face it, it's time you should be spending on your bum in a boat with a coldie in one hand and a loaded rod the other. So, Tales from the Timmy Enterprises sold their retail relief division onto the job to make gift acquisition anxiety a thing of the past with the Tales from the Timmy Christmas catalogue. Back with great gift ideas for the whole family. A gift voucher from the Tales from the Tinny servicing service is sure to put a smile on Grand's dial. For those that appreciate the finer things in life, there's the Piscatorial Pilsener, brewed up in a dusty corner of our Winelli chemical storage shed to a staggering 67.8% alcohol. One six-pack of the Piscator is equivalent to three and a half slabs of normal heavy. The TFT nude calendar will reinstate the twinkle in Auntie Mabel's eye. You'll marvel in June just how Tim manages to hold up that 15 kilo mackerel with his arms folded cockily behind his head. 
and you'll never look at the Parap veggie truck in quite the same way again after you see my fruity August spread. You might like to drop a few sledgehammer hints for yourself, pointing to the tails from the tinny Titanic tackle box. Housed in its own 6x4 box trailer, the Titanic has 227 of every size of every piece of tackle you might ever conceivably require, and at least half a dozen of everything you don't. Even if you can't be bothered to look through the catalogue, no worries. Just fill out the attached multiple choice quick order form, detailing the name, age and sex of your gift recipient, nominate your maximum spend, and we'll select, gift wrap and deliver an appropriate piece of demographically specific Christmas crap to the whole crew. The Tales from the Tinny Christmas catalogue. It's just bursting at the seams with a multitude of must-have merriment merchandise. Must-have merriment merchandise indeed. Now, those of you, some people out there might be thinking, that's old stock. That's old stock. They've been flogging that stuff for ages, but old stock, Timmy, doesn't mean bad stock. Correct. Look at whiskey. (laughs) Look at wine. Old wine. Look at us. Yeah, indeed. (laughs) A point well made, Rob. We started out the year, Timmy... Actually thinking we might not possibly get through to the end in the tin, in the tinny. Because there was a glimmer of hope. There was. That we were actually destined for Hollywood. Mm, I remember it, it. January, February 2017. We thought we were heading for Hollywood. There's no doubt. Good day. I'm Rob Tappert. I'm in a producer of motion pictures and television. I did the Evil Dead franchise, now doing Ash vs. Evil Dead. Did some movies over the years with Jean-Claude Van Damme, The Muscles from Brussels, The Quick and the Dead, a Western with Sharon Stone. For the last 15 years, my partners and I have been dedicated doing horror movies. I've thought about how to do a horror fishing event. Unfortunately, I find I don't want to combine the two. I was disappointed to hear that because, well, you know, I've, I've got to say, I've, I've been working on a concept for a while. Um, <laughs> oh, no, sorry. No, no please. Stay You're with me. saying? I'm sorry. <laughs> Stay with me on this one. It's called Evil Dead Bait. There you go, mate. Cheers, man. Isn't it beautiful? Peaceful. And tranquil. Magnificent. Some low-stress bottom bashing. Just when you thought it was safe. To sit on your ass, sucking cans in a tinny. Now, I know we've been talking about the kebab, mate, but look at the Rob. sausage roll has got undeniable Rob. qualities. I mean, really. Rob, the squid's got fangs. Evil dead bait. Rob's got... It's got a pulse! Oh, no! no. no. It's alive! No. It's alive! From the people who brought you Channel Island Chainsaw Massacre, Goat Island Zombie Apocalypse, and the blood-chilling bow-loosening Jewfish Jamboree. Get it off me, Get it off me! Evil Dead The enemy is in the esky. Now, there is another territory linked to the Evil Dead where parts of people's bodies start to become possessed. Now, a lot of territory fishermen will be familiar with the concept of where their hand becomes possessed and against the will of the owner will dive into an esky and continually grab beer and shovel it down the throat. And they're powerless to resist until the point that they start speaking incantations in a foreign, evil, ancient language. (laughs) 
Are you familiar with this from your part of the world? Well, that's an interesting phenomenon. I've found that beer in the water doesn't mix, especially with heat for me, because I do go possessed. And fa- yeah, well, we do too. Yeah, I fall into a stupor and have no idea what's yeah, going Yeah, yeah, see, you've had it as well. There you go, yes. I know the powers of beer and sun and water. Tales from the Tinny. Unfortunately, though, like for legions of starry-eyed hopefuls making the trek to Tinseltown before us, success on the silver screen proved elusive. And while we didn't quite sink to the depths of becoming whacked-out junkies plying our wares at late-night strip joints, the end was almost as ignominious. A sad, second-rate, suburban Radio Soap Opera. TFT Thespian Theatrics is proud to present Wagaman, Life in the Lean-To. So what happens at Hard Yards? Hard Yards Senior, getting ready to go for a bit of twitching down the beach with yes, Pepper, the Border Collie. Yes. The dog loves to have a run round the beach and they throw the ball to the dog and he fetches the ball back. In his haste to get out the door and... Oh, hang on, ha- didn't have it. Oh, special comments from oh, Streaky hang on. Bay. Hey, Streaky Bay, it's coming in. His ear didn't happen from the screen door? Yeah, from the screen door that wasn't fixed. Well, your daughter was here, actually. Oh, I was lucky it didn't happen to my daughter's ear. What I've forgotten was there's this bloody thing called a donkey thrasher with four rusty hooks on it. It was really unfortunate because it went straight through the top of his ear. I was hanging up like a lump of a roast, a roast bag of lamb I was hanging up. Anyway, I thought... I've got to get rid of this. And I bent down and it pulled right through my ear. Heard the word and came running to his aid and by that time he ripped himself off it. It was a gaping great tear in the top of his ear. It had been sliced like a piece of paper. That's the best words I can describe. My ear was fairly hurting. I came down to inspect the action and yes, his ear was split into two like a lizard's tongue. The doctor took one look and he said, it's got to be stitched, sonny. Not only did it get stitched, it got stitched seven times. And I've been left with a terrible scar on my ear. I used to look after those ears. I've had them for 86 years. Harold's ear operation happened on the screen door? No. Keep up, (laughs) Ursula. Shit, I'm running out of battery. <laughs> <laughs> Wagaman. It's a world of drama, emotion, conflict and romance. Oh, hang on, Tip. Oh, hang on. I think I think we seem to have had a, some sort of breakdown in, in transmission in the middle of uh, uh, Wagaman there. And, uh, well, thank Christ, actually. I don't know how yeah, much more I was going to be able to, going to, be able to stand. <laughs> good. Yeah, so never, quite rightly, never made it to Hollywood nor to stardom on the, on the small screen. <laughs> and yarns of, of tragedy and disaster, not dissimilar to that one, actually, from the suburban backyard in, in Wagaman, have been, as they always are, a, a constant uh, through the tinny in 2017 on the water. This one in particular was pretty painful to hear. Well, it started a couple of years ago uh, fishing in one of the comps. So Scotty Mitchell and I got some banana suits. When everybody's into the meeting for the comp, we had a friend take a photo of us in every boat. 
dressed as bananas. <laughs> the problem was, though, the next morning my boat cut out. It worked out after about a thousand dollars. The problem was a fuse. <laughs> a fuse costing, uh, what, uh, 80 cents? Yeah, something like that. Seemed to get worse from there. You know, I was out fishing, I lost my electric overboard. And then about four months later, I was having a service. And they told me I had a bent prop shaft. And I'd hit something in the harbour about three months prior. It wasn't your electric? No, no, no. They said, oh, yeah, the gearbox needed redoing. And I'm going out to the uh, orrery with a mate, and the GPS died. Got back to Darwin, and the sonar stopped. So I bought a new $4,000 GPS sonar, went out to Crobby just to test it, I got a 175 on the back, so I thought I'd hit it just to see how it goes. Bloody thing came off, prop chopped it off, new transducer, bottom of Corroboree Billabong. <laughs> George, you dance with the devil. <laughs> Karma ain't going to let you off like that. little just... devil been sitting on your shoulder ever since. I don't know if it was even sitting on your shoulder, mate. I think it might have been rectally implanted the way this seems to be going on. <laughs> well, it feels like Because uh, that's not the only problem I had. I was upstairs tying some flies, listening to a little bit of music, and I didn't realise I'd spilt superglue on the floor. And I couldn't move because my foot was stuck to the floor. <laughs> uh, phone's nowhere in sight. No acetone, nowhere near around, so I decided to rip my foot off the floor. So we were fishing just south of Melville Island for a day, and we thought, well, we're going to have to camp overnight. So we moored the boat up. We went to bed fairly early and woke up about seven. Got out there and I couldn't see my anchor light. It just didn't sink in. What the hell had happened? Sink being the operative word, possibly. I looked at it and then I realised it's upside down. (laughs) How the hell did that happen? Hey, uh, you're not supposed to be able to see the keel. (laughs) No, or the bottom of the prop too. By three methods, we may learn fishing wisdom. First, by reflection, which is noblest. Second, by imitation, which is easiest. And third, by experience, which is the bitterest. So, experiences of yours, George, over recent years have been particularly bitter? Well, I've been thinking of getting a tattoo and sort of writing everything down sort of, so I can look at it all the time to keep reminding him, but I think it's burned into my brain, so, yeah, bitterness will stay. And I don't think your arms are long enough, George. <laughs> That's true. George Vlasny from the Darwin Fly Rotters, he needs some quiet, emotionally independent self-assessment. <laughs> After having been pounded mercilessly by karma. A little bit of detachment. Mm. Look at your life, George. Look at yourself. Mm. What's going on? And Confucius will help do that. Confucius, a constant theme on the tinny through 2017 to, ke- to help with our reflection. Uh, and hopefully yours. And provide some philosophical guidance on self-analysis. <laughs> Much of which is required some Confucius Zen by those who visited the Roper this year. It was clearly the standout. Hey, I'm Charlotte. I went down to the Roper River for a five-day trip, 1,400k trip all around. The truck down there was a bit, how are you going? It's about a nine-hour drive there. By the time we got there, launch, first day, got absolutely nothing. 
and then bang 110 and I'm at this stage pretty much in tears netting his fish because <laughs> I'm so depressed and he's like yeah yeah be happy be happy I'm like I, I am happy I'm just I'm really over it because <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there crying taking photos of his 110 I love him I'm proud of him he's a good fisherman but it really pissed me off Tales from the Tinny. It was a pretty well doomed trip right from the start. I got a uh, 3.0 treble through my finger, just dropping a big soft plastic out of the side, went straight through my finger. My brother had to try and pull it out for us. Uh, we both nearly passed out doing it. <laughs> Didn't realise until I actually looked at it properly that it was gone right in and, and out the tip of my finger, which was lucky because we weren't going to be able to pull it out backwards otherwise. My brother's over the side trying not to heave and I'm laying on the back deck trying not to pass out. So that was one of the highlights of the trip. Yeah, it was good fun. You're a huge fan of the Roper too, then. Oh, love it, love it. I'll be going back in a heartbeat. <laughs> Probably not, but <laughs> never again. Simon Bockow and Charlotte. Jeez, broken. There, some, there was just the Roper. Broke broken. some hearts this broken. year. But then one of our own. So, Andy, what's it looking like underneath the water? Is there any fish on it? No. That shit. Can we go somewhere else? We just drove 600 kilometres. Ah, oh, these flies. Sitting on the side of the Stewart Highway into the third hour now, just waiting for a tow truck to come and flat top tow my boat away because we can't get any of the wheel nuts off the tide that's blown. Now we're on the side of the road uh, 70 kilometres south of Catherine with a trailer blowout. Here comes that road train and number three, I better shut my door or we're gonna lose a door as well. There we go, okay. Nice, yeah. Standing outside a tyre shop in Catherine. The Grim Roper. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're still laughing after all this shit. And we're going to do it again. But we're not going to do it next week, are we? Definitely not next week. No. Or next month. No. In another car. Someone else's car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, painful to hear. <laughs> Still laughing, so though. So was there a tally? Was yeah. the bookkeeping done in the end? 46. Of course, it's it's Packy Andy. Her thanks, too, by the way, Packy Andy, for uh, for standing by and filling in on the on the tinny and holding the tiller uh, regularly uh, when Rob and I have been away. He's a man of data and a man of stats. And he came, so it was one 46-centimetre fish. He crunched the numbers and came out at the overall cost being $1,400 per kilo. Of a fish that you didn't keep and eat anyway. Hey, tough times. Shoal Bay featured prominently too, Timmy. As and it, of course... As it does in, as in, in, in all... In all heartbreaks, there's in, always going to be a Shoal Bay story. In all waterborne disasters, Shoal Bay will feature. Mm, but this little yarn was, well, the window to Shoal Bay. It involved Buff Creek. This fish followed my lure in, so I thought I'd just have a couple more. thought at four and a half metres I could cross the channel on the way back. Got there at four metres and it was already raging in. 
got up to about my waist height and then suddenly just dropped down over my head. Yeah, that's when it starts swimming for my life, really. Got dragged along and couldn't swim straight across. I sort of got pulled down in a buff creek with the tide and towards the boat ramp, really. You didn't uh, think to drag a lure as you were coming in, <laughs> take advantage of the incoming tide? <laughs> yeah, didn't really have time for that. Presence of mind, mate. Presence of mind is what it's all about. <laughs> one last cast from now on will mean one last cast. Next time I'll be heading back to the boat ramp at a lot sooner. Mm, as you should. As Silas, you should. Silas One the last brute. cast. One last cast. Isn't it a brutal, brutal thing? Yeah, Silas the brute. Lucky he is a brute, yeah, Silas right. the brute, because he had the power to, 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 to swim through Buff Creek. Unbelievable. There's a four-metre croc caught in the trap the day after, or, or another fish I spotted it there the day after. So lucky, lucky boy. And when it comes to disasters too, I mean, that's, that's pretty bad. Being attacked by a knife-wielding shark... 90 k's offshore has got a rate too, though, doesn't it? Trying to get my sinker back because we'd realised how deep the water was. Um, we only had a few of these large sinkers and we didn't really want to lose them. So I was trying to get as close to the hook as I could with the knife and the shark was about a metre and a half to two metres long and um, it was thrashing all over the place. And as it's thrashed up, it's pushed the blade off the top of its head uh, straight into my hand, which has slipped through and just cut three fingers and that cut three tendons two nerves and an artery <laughs> uh, my mate said straight away is that bad and i said yep he's put a band-aid over the cut to try and, um, <laughs> really? to try and that'll that'll sort out the artery yeah right. to try and stop that and did it, it give you a kiss on the forehead too <laughs> <laughs> it was just spinning around there was just blood everywhere i just started to feel really dizzy and sick what are the take-home lessons? Maybe just bring more sinkers out with me. And, of course, Matt, everyone knows who has had their natural, strong hand injured, there is always some issues in the smallest room in the house. <laughs> I guess there is, yeah. Um, something to get... Ambidextrous? Yeah, you figure it out. <laughs> you would hope you do figure it out. Yeah. Some things in life just need to happen, Tim. Matt Kell. Just like you too, Rob, to ask a disabled, mortally wounded man how he wipes his ass. <laughs> a curious, I've got a, an insatiable curiosity about life. Both compassionate and, and curious. <laughs> Matt's still actually getting rehab for that hand a few months on. But in terms of just how wrong it can go and how quickly, it was Zarina and Alan's yarn filed to the Taos and the Tinney Field recording app just recently that gave us all a little bit of a shake-up. Freaking out a little bit. My sight started to go in and out like Alan was yelling at me like oh how many fingers am I got got up and I just couldn't see anything like it just faded to black and then I passed out and she started convulsing and her eyes rolled back in the back of her head and had absolutely no motor functions at all I knew there was no way we we're gonna even make it back to the boat ramp I didn't even know if she was still with me or not I was just in I guess survival mode just trying to get back to to get some help as we hopped out of the out of the boat into the mangrove mud, the mud was well over my knees in depth and I was trying to carry her through it because <laughs> I poured all the cold water all over Zarina. I ran out of water myself, so <laughs> I was nearly sort of dry reaching just from thirst. Pretty scary experience. It was about the same time that the ambulance rocked up. We seen the care flight helicopter going overhead. They, they knew it, it was a severe anaphylactic reaction, so... Yeah, my body just said, nah, that's enough. Take plenty of drinking water with you. 
um, all your safety gear and um, yeah, always take a fishing buddy because, you know, one day you could save your life. Amazing. Anaphylactic shock from the harmless, generally considered just annoying pain in the ring mm. of a March fly. Scary story, but the, uh, the key is, I guess, make sure you've got heaps of water. The journey of Warren DeWitt through 2017 has to be noted here too. Yes, it does. Of course, Timothy. Yes, there was glory early on in the year. Stirrups. Short-lived. <laughs> yeah, short-lived. It's Stirrups, <laughs> as he's known in camp drafting circles, picking up his first ribbon at a compet. Where was it? Rabbit Flat or somewhere like that. He then, was, he's, he's known as Stirrups in your circles. Yeah, in I the, just made that up. The circle inside your brain. <laughs> yes, me mm. and my mates. Me and my mates. <laughs> you and those other blokes up the, there. The talk. Yeah. The, the talk. <laughs> the, 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 the voices. Voices. <laughs> the voices. Uh, it's stirrups. stirrups. No one else has ever called him Stirrups no. in his whole life. Anyway, I reckon people are now. To then coming off and copying an entire date and lower back hematoma. Yeah. yeah. The vision, the picture of which, which was just horrendous mm. and to like us all or many stuck for an entire day on a sandbar on the Vic River mm. it's reassuring isn't it Tim it happens to the greatest of men and that that video is up at ABC Tales from the Tinny on Facebook Cole Big Cole who he fishes with um, posted it there and I, I felt a bit bad about sharing it but Warren it had to happen it had to happen the reaction has been enormous <laughs> And, of course, as always, a very, very heartfelt thank you to Warren DeWitt yeah, for his course. continued yeah. support of Tales from the Tinny, getting up and letting buffheads like us have a crack at him. Yeah, we can't go on for hours about all the disaster stories because they do go on and on and on. But and on and on and on. But I think Stu, who was stuck for six hours in Shoal Bay with a one-day-old baby at home, has to rate. Yep. Although there was a silver lining because he got that metering. Yep. And those blokes chant, charged and rammed by a, a buffalo. <laughs> it's yeah, another yeah. phenomenal one. You can see all those videos and revisit all those bits at ABC Tales from the Tinny uh, on Facebook or abc.net.au forward slash tinny. Right, boys, off we go. Get the dirty bloody hoofs off me tackle box. Hang on. You bought the crop. You said you'd bring the tinnies. I bought the tinny. The tinny you've got your ass in. Oh, you did remember the bait, didn't you? Oh, I knew I'd forgotten something. You idiot. Get up. You're sitting on your hat. Hang on. What's all this water? The, the buns. Where's the trailer? Quickly. Use your hands. Use your hands. Get the water out of here. Ten minutes for the bait man when we get to see young to die. Comedy of errors. Oh, yeah. The Tales from the Tinny Christmas Catalogue. It's just bursting at the seams with a multitude of must-have merriment merchandise. The kiddies will love the TFT MS3, Mullet Station 3 game console, preloaded with Dong the Mackerel, Keel Hall the Gimp and Kill the Pig. Then, if they do get a bit ratty, you can deploy the high-voltage wind jawacker to keep them in line while you get on with getting on it. Bye, 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 fishos, and Merry Christmas from Tales from the Tinny Enterprises. The hoys have come thick and fast through the year. We hope you continue with us in uh, 
18. Yeah. For shows. Ahoy is always welcome. We do say it a bit, and we mentioned it at those Christmas drinks a couple of weeks ago. Without, you know, you feeding back to us and sending us yarns and playing along. and If it's not that, then it's only the voices in my head. <laughs> yeah, and that ain't good. <laughs> those three or four blokes running around, screaming at each other in his brain. And anyway, so thanks for, you know, constantly sharing the love. Dale Honeybun wants to know. He's, Dale's had enough, though. Has he? Yeah, had enough. Any of those bloody stickers available for Christmas yet, fellas? Oh, dear. Guess what, Dale? No. No! I know you first asked in February, welcome to the slow grinding wheels of Tales from the Tinny HQ. Next couple... <laughs> I shouldn't even say it. Don't say it. Just don't no, say it. Okay. Just leave it. Leave it where it is. Maybe by next year. All right, and Dale, you and everybody else who's requested the brand new Go Fast Super Fuchsia coloured stickers, uh, there's a big pile that will post them out when they come. So keep, them, keep, keep keep the requests coming, and we're just getting the envelopes all ready. Do you think that the furry but, flying fat ass would be categorised as fuchsia? Perfect. Fuchsia, furry flying fat ass. They won't be in time for Christmas. Sorry, Dale. Million Dollar Fish number 12. So we're getting into record territory now. 34-year-old boiler maker Dave Povey was enjoying his first day of R&R on Saturday. He headed down to the Daily to try his luck. Within an hour, he'd nabbed a red tag barrow a couple of k's down from the Daily River Crossing. Job done. 63 centimetres, 10 grand. Ka-ching, thank you very much. Ka-ching. <laughs> Dave, and his, Dave and his wife have an agreement with his dad that if any of the three catch a prize fish, they'll spend the winnings on a family holiday to Bali. They wrote it into the TFT Piscatorial Prenuptial Agreement that they and pre-signed. Now they good. are legally obliged to go to Bali, spend and that loot, Everybody's Iraq happy. attacks, bintangs by the pool. If you see the monsoon over there, kick it kick out its ass and point it in mm. our direction. G'day, Aaron Crawford, or Crawfy. Ripper of a trip on Friday night. Boys out near the mouth of Bino for a work Christmas party. Lots of laughs, fish, and a bit too much drinking for some. A shout-out to Azza from next door. Skippering his monster of a boat for the boys and putting them on the spot. Even Stephen Seagull, Alan Offit, and Eric the Eel getting on the board, thanks to him. <coughs> Yeah, these guys run some seriously excellent nicknames. <laughs> Big Sexy! Big Sexy! Wasn't on the trip. These, is, this is Big Sexy's mates. Oh, the crew. The Big Sexy! The, big, wa- the big Sexy crew! Wasn't, wasn't on the trip, Big Sexy. But any time a seagull was spotted, Stephen Seagull was on the boat. Alan was just too wasted, so they kept calling him Alan Offit. <laughs> and a few mad Parramatta Eel supporters on the boat, so after a few cans, Eric the Eel. It was. It was quite a massive Christmas trip, that's for sure. Fish on and Merry Christmas. To you, Crawfy. Good on you, fellas. Big sexy. Big, a big Merry Christmas to you too, big sexy. Brad Coates. Big sexy would scrub up all right in a little bit of reindeer antler hat work. A little we? bit of very hey. a very brief fuchsia G-string with oh, furry bits, right? And, 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 some, and some, some antlers on there wandering in, just sauntering in as the family gathers around the Christmas tree to do the present handout. Hey, hey, hey. Ju- just imagine grandma, grandpa... All the in-laws and cousins. Big sexy! Big sexy! <laughs> Lay the goods on us, sexy. Lay the goods on us. He's, <laughs> he's going to hate his mates for, for telling us that. <laughs> hey, sexy, you got the goods, fella. Of course I have, because I'm big sexy. <laughs> we better move on. I'm getting out of, uh, we're getting into a rut here, Tim. Brad Coates. <laughs> hey, guys. Great Chrissy breakup the other day at the ski club. Good on you, mate. It was good to catch up, too. Got a photo of my mate sound asleep at the breakup at 8 o'clock. Andrew Strangway. Oh. 
That's yeah. the photo I was asked to pose in the background behind the Andrew cor- Strangway's asleep. Huddled and make fetal a fetal corpse. Make a, yeah, eight o'clock. Oh. Not good enough. Not good enough, Strangways. Not good enough indeed. <laughs> also, uh, me and Dale got a couple of Dewey's Sunday in the harbour. Nice work. Went 108 and 113. Nice work indeed. Caught a heap more at, uh, at about 80 and released over a dozen under the 60 mark. G'day, Mark Tabone, long-time listener and occasional contributor. How do I go about getting listen to this request? An MP4, 5 or 6 or whatever it is of Smithy's rendition, ably assisted by you, Tim, on Maracas of Meet Along Barra to the tune of Viva Las Vegas. Oh. Fancy an actual request. Hey. I said you can't. <laughs> I won't. Yes, well, you, you can, can, but I but I won't, Mark. Uh, we'll sort you out, Mark. <laughs> stop hunker, it, hunker, stop burning. It. Just stop oh, it. Sorry. A long time since I heard it and need another fix, Mark, reckon. Keep up the good work, Dr. T. You can find it. I did send him a link. You can just Google it. You can find it there. On the, uh, but in, Elvis, in, if you Google, Elvis is in the tinny. Yeah, but, that's right. But that's be warned. Yeah, but be warned. But be warned. Uh, Warren's getting in the Christmas spirit too. Christina sent a pic of his shop, you know, with a massive barrel on the roof. Now there's a Christmas Santa in a canoe, all lit up with fishing line to the barra as it leaps out of the water. Hooked up. Santa Claus onto a horse. Shoot it. Share it. Shout it. Give us a boy. And 2017 has been a different year for the tinny. Obviously, as you probably know, in a new time slot, um, live on ABC Darwin, 5pm on a Saturday, replayed 5am, or 5pm on a Friday. (laughs) (laughs) The voices, the voices. (laughs) Too many voices. Replayed 5am on a um, Saturday and, of course, always available for podcasts. That is, while we mention it, going to be changing in 2018, 5.30 to 6.30pm on a Friday. Friday Arvo. Podcast still available at your favourite podcast service provider. And then replayed uh, Saturday 5am. But what was probably a little bit unique about what we are able to do this year, thanks to you and your help as well, is take the tinny on the road a bit, uh, including one of the big forays to the bong. In this very special edition of Tales from the Tinny, we be bringing you hits from the bong. We're on tour this week, Fishos, on the water, on one of the most accessible and spectacular billabongs in the top end, Corroboree, with the entire Australian cricket team. At our disposal. Some of the biggest hitters on the bong. Yeah, Mitch Marsh here, Glenn Maxwell, Pat Cummins, and Pete Hanscom. Coming from Melbourne, it was pretty cold down there, so to come up to Darwin and, and get a bit of sunshine has been brilliant. Well, I'm just getting the sledges ready so the boys, when they're over there, they can cop a bit of shit. We've worked hard for the last week. We don't need to work hard now. This is our day off. There's always a backup plan on the way back into Darwin anyway, so... Fish shop. Strippers. <laughs> here is Hazelwood again. And, uh... Oh, Elgar trying to leave it. He's edged it. He's gone for another six. I think he's got it wrong. He's caught. Beautifully judged catch. 
by David Warner. It's edged through to the keeper. They go up as one. Tales from the Tinny. You see that comb, Chris? Oh, yeah. Wasn't it beautiful? Yeah. The most important man on the tour. You'd have to say, Darren Buff Lehman. G'day, mate. How are you going? Not bad. I would have thought the chairman selected is Trevor Holmes. Oh, important. yes. He pulls rank. Yeah, he pulls rank. Our revered target fish, the barramundi, when it inhales its bait or a lure, is said to be buffing. Has that been brought to your attention today? Yeah, very much so. Obviously, I catch a lot of uh, barras along the way. So, <laughs> um, you know, I've felt that a couple of times today. Just unlucky not to really win. But, yeah, I understand it. That's how I got my nickname. <laughs> because of the amount of, of barra that you have drilled in your time. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Good on you, boys. Thanks, boys. G'day, I'm Adam. Matt Renshaw. Ashton Agar, how you going? Having a great time. A few beers. Tunes, few fish, very good. <laughs> you haven't even, mate. <laughs> Tree on. Oh, oh my oh, goodness. What are you doing, mate? Excellent. Chase well, he's just gone for his cast. He's just got out of two sets of trees, and he's decided to go the high cast, the lob cast, probably 25 in the air, and he's in the top of the trees. It uh, came out of the back of the hand, that one. Yeah, I think it may have. Looked like he was aiming directly for the black kite. Yeah, he's got it out again, which is good. He'll probably bird's nest this up and then go again. And, uh, no, we, we've been picking up bits and pieces throughout the morning. It's been good fun. Bar on demand! <laughs> I told ya! Yeah, every time we've come across a good fish, we've had our favourite song playing on the stereo, of course. How good is that? Bar on demand! Bar on demand, I say. Told ya! Bar on demand! Move like the butterfly, stinging like the bee! Kira Nakamura got nothing on me! The mullet, militia, on a sacred mission! We knights of your helm into holy ground species! Jacket, my chariot! Full up with the toys! Mullet's on the move! It's always full noise! Get into the zone! Switch to silent running! Stalking like a ninja! They don't hear the lecky humming! Quick mouth, color change, flicking to a bowl! Knock like cars go hard or go home! We're lying with Satan, cats, quits with damn! Our eyes are on the prize, it's bear on the man! When they're buffing like cannons! Yeah, on again! Can't scratch your nuts! Yeah, on again! Blood is pumping, arms are yeah, sore! You scream and you roar! Yeah, on again! On again, on again, yeah! yeah on again! When your drag is screaming! Yeah, on again! When your thumb's been smoked! Yeah, on again! On the man, what's the plan? It's power on the man! This is what it's all about! <laughs> Gotta understand that this is do or be dance and start cracking the can! On the casting deck stand, get your tackle in hand, check the respect you command. Champions, cold beer in the hot sun. Cast the tree, repeat, until the job's done. Catch, release, take a picky for the fans, cause that's the way we roll, it's barrel on demand. This is what it's all about. Our four eight awards Hollywood again, Rob. A first for the Tinny in 2017, experimenting with old school rap. Yes, it came originally from a video that got uh, given to us by Captain Waddy of a crew fishing uh, somewhere over the west, I think. Over, I'm not quite no, sure. no, it was out Anson Bay, I think it was. Oh, it was at Anson Bay. Yeah. But uh, the crew had a... Well, maybe more, whatever. The catchphrase, Barra on Demand, was quite apparent. And there was some hilarious crew aboard. Yeah, bloke in little shorty shorts with no top on, just screaming Barra on Demand. That's what it's all about! That's what it's all about! This needs a bit more attention. 
on the road to corroboree, but when we do go on the road, like you fish shows, all roads generally only ever lead to one place. And the pub has always been the incubator of great innovative and philosophical thought. Smith. Oh, not this bloke again. Oh, come on, fair crack. Get your bums in the boat. No! What? We just got a fresh round. Yeah, mate, we're very comfortable and we're digging in this week. Well, line one up for me then and bloody get on with it. Righto. G'day, fishos, and welcome aboard. Now, there's been many a week we have brought you the tinny from its functional, practical home, i.e. a boat ramp, which is where you expect the tinny to be. But this week we've decided to move to its more intellectual spiritual, possibly even existential home, which is, of course, the great Australian, or more particularly, top-end pub. We're here with a schooner in our hand, Timmy, and it feels right, it feels good. I'm busting, Rob, you're on your own for a bit, mate. Righto. Uh, it's your shout on the way back, eh? Yeah, roger. And get a packet of chips. Okay, yep. Tales from the Tinny. Oh. Kev, Equinox, how are you mate? Oh, just having a squirt, how are you? How fancy meeting you here. Man, not a camel, I'm thirsty. Oh, amazing how you meet in awesome places, isn't it? Look who I ran into. Is the Jewfish Jamboree continuing, Kev? Yeah, it surely is. We're getting them on the neeps, the springs, working the tides. Like we said last year, you could walk on the back of them from Charles Point to Melville Island. They're all sort of consistent, 105 to 110. You are getting the odd $1.20, $1.25, which is awesome for the customers as well. A little bit heavy on the gaff, but um, nah, it keeps everyone happy. Jewfish Jamboree, Jewfish Jamboree. Jewish here, Jewish there. Jewish bloody everywhere. Jewish for me. Have a sing along, but that one just got plain annoying, and I thought we were done. Uh, I don't think so, Tim. You, you really hated it. The people, the people were dancing. <laughs> the people were loving it. Mate, the it's truth. another voice in your head. <laughs> it's, it's, it's they the, they all loved it. That's the voice in your head. But listen to everyone. 
Loves a tune on the tinny, though, don't they? Get, get a load of this. It's a really fun thing that the Secret Women's Business Comp do. They get everyone to memorise and learn a song and then the media boat comes out and we have to dance on the boat and sing it. you got two weeks and you have to learn all the lyrics. How's it going? I got this feeling inside my bones It goes electric wavy when I turn it on All through my city all through my home We're flying uh, when we <laughs> Got that sunshine in my pocket Got that good soul in my feet And that's it, boys <laughs> Good on you, Kelly. Thanks very much. Oh, my credibility's just gone. As my teammates know, just because I can't sing doesn't mean I won't sing. That's what we like to hear. That's the motto. Oh! Just because I can't sing doesn't mean I won't. That's Kelly Carroll practising a bit of Justin Timberlake. The voice in her head is perfectly in pitch. <laughs> yes. Good on you, Kelly Tales from the Tinny. We love a tune. We love a tune on the Tinny. Well, I, I can't claim that this idea is original, but... We've hatched a little plan. I'd be in big trouble if I disclose anything. Ah, uh, TSTT. <laughs> <laughs> that means too secret to tell. Tales from the Tinny. Another sticky build-up day in the top end. 87% humidity, 29 degrees overnight minimum. The chance, but not the probability, of a late relieving storm and no breeze to speak of. Conditions predicted to continue for the... Build up time. Madness. Murder season. Jock rot season. Harbour glass. And the fishing is steaming. Steamy? It's a bloody sauna. Me thongs are squelching. Thank God for beer. Barra jumping. And the snap out wide. Oh, oh, oh got colour. Goldie! The esky is packed. And your fuel tanks are brimming. So launch, noble fish Catch the turn of the tide. One of these mornings, waters, there'll be a pig for your killing. You'll dong fish. After blood and entrails will fly. But till that morning, make sure nothing eludes you. Nothing gets past us, mate. Steel traps on a hair trigger. Have your pluggers on the gunnels and your drag cranked up high. Show away. Harbour arms. River mouths. Oh 
Ocean Glass. Give me a call. No, no, make that two. I'll pull one over me. Man, I've got the most horrendous case of cross rod. You want to have a look? Tales from the Tinny. Another great tune. Timmy, there was a mention in there. We've had a couple of mentions in the show so far of Killing the Pig. Mm. There was Killing the Pig there. There was Killing the Pig in the in the Tinny Mullet Station 3 game. If you're if killing pigs is something that sort of rings your bells, then stay tuned. We've got uh, something in that regard for you coming up. <laughs> More massacre of Porcine. <laughs> More Porcine massacre. Now, the Coro reports, the location correspondent reports, was another great... Innovation for the tinny this year, which has really made the year more interactive. Made the tinny more of yours, fishes, giving you the ability to spin us your yarns, your tales of despair, delight, triumph, and tragedy from your paddock. Whether that be Victoria, New South Wales, Costa Rica, or the Galapagos, or the side of the road on the Stewart Highway. Cooler linger, even. From across the vast expanses of the wild and untamed top end, intrepid tinny correspondents risk rampage and ridicule from crewmates to bring you the truth. So I went out to Shady Camp and we'd been out since six o'clock that morning. Flicked our arms off until we were dead. So I came back into town about 6 o'clock and I was so sore. We caught some big fish. I was, I was sore. When I got back, I thought, I need a feed. So I went to Macca's. Pulled in there and there's these flashing lights of this massage parlour. <laughs> oh, beauty. So I knocked off the McFeast, ducked in there. I said, I'm really sore. I need a special massage. I've been fishing, flicking all day. i got just right girl for you. I said, she want to be good. So anyway, so I go down the back there, and I'm laying there. She said, you'll take clothes off. You'll take clothes off. she look after you. I said, special massage. Like, I'm really tight across <laughs> the lats. The traps and the lats are tight. So anyway, I'm laying there. Next minute, I hear this. <laughs> Felt this, like, grasshopper praying mantis on my back. <laughs> my ribs gets popped by these knees just go point straight in there and next I feel like flicking like when you get your you know when you get a snag on a line and you flick it my fucking right ear gets flicked the next minute something wet goes in she goes and she's flicking while she's massaging me I'm like get off get off I said, what are you doing? Oh, you want special? I'll give you a special. I said, what the hell? I just want a massage. I'm tight from fishing all day. Not that massage. I just had the worst happy ending of my life. So I left all tight and uptight. I should have got the fishing guy to give me one. Or at least he's barefoot and he wouldn't have dug into my kidneys like that praying mantis did. It's like crouching tiger, hidden dragon. She hid her tongue in my ear. Yeah, yeah, really nice. That was Lisa too. And if if like if one of your mates has got a good yarn to spin, or you want them to spin it and want others to hear it, you can use the app for that too. You know, just hit them up, and you become the the, the interviewer because that was a yarn well worth sharing. Hmm. You're with tales from the tinny. A little bit of a retrospective look back for Christmas over the next uh, hour or so to uh, to 2017 and. A bit like knock shops. We don't often go into politics either on the tinny, <laughs> but, we, but when it 
When it comes to some issues throughout the year, we've just had to stump up for you, fishos. Like a bloody public holiday for fishos. Jeez, we have come right to the top, Tim. This is our fisheries minister, Ken Val's office. Fisheries Minister Ken Vowles, Tim, Rob, ABC Tales from the Tinny. How, how are you? How do you boys get up here? When will you do what's right and give Territorians a public holiday to go for? We are being discriminated against amongst all other Australian. Melbournes get public holiday for the football, they get public holiday for Melbourne Cup, NRL. What's going you, on? You, We're second class you citizens yourself here. Say how do you boys get here? Mecca. You call it a fishing mecca. When's our public holiday? You're Look. denying our inalienable rights as Territory fishers. I love fishing. As a keen fisherman, you know that. I'll do everything I can to get a public holiday for fishing. But I've got a few hurdles to jump. Oh, One of those the hurdles. Well, I'm like not good at jumping hurdles, but I tell like you, I still don't me. know how you got you, up you, here. You've got, like you've got million dollar me. fish, million You've obviously got more contacts than I have. Next Wednesday, public holiday for territory fishing. I put it to you, fisheries minister Ken Bowles, that you're not you going hard. I'm calling security. Get out of my office. Get out of here. Get out of here. You heard the minister. Go. I don't know that that went all that well, Tim. <laughs> he got the message, didn't he? <laughs> I think he did. No, well, he I really don't did. know. I don't know. No, he did. No, I don't know. Did. Or you went, you went to the Afant Awards and then rubbed it in and made a speech in front of all the big note dignitaries and he was standing there. We recorded him <laughs> going, ooh, in the background <laughs> as you demanded the public holiday. But after being kicked out, we got him back into the studio a couple of months later to chat about another issue. And the minister learned why not to mess with the tinny. We've got... Very long memories. Thanks for coming into the studio today. Although well, I will make one point that uh, last time we were in your paddock, you had us thrown out by security. <laughs> so get out! <laughs> oh, get, what? get out! Tales from the tinny. Uh, so pleasurable to kick him out of our tinny HQ. Uh, thanks for being a good sport too, uh, Fisheries Minister Ken Bowes throughout the year. But then we just got cocky after that and tackled some of the big questions with a with with another poly, this time a federal one. Now, Senator Hanson, we'd like to play, with your permission, a bit of an association game here. Given that you've you've obviously bagged every prime species of fish in the Northern Territory, we're wondering if you might be able to match species with characters from the Senate. Now, if, if I was to say to you, a feisty Territory mud crab, who on the benches in the Senate do you think personifies the, the angry, full of beans Territory mud crab? <laughs> Alright, oh geez. Anyway, someone in the Senate that I would put in that classification. Yep. Matisse Corman. What about the yep. thumping horse, the strength of a kicking mule, the territory black Jewfish? Um I'd say that's Nigel Scullion. Nigel well, Scullion, Nigel, well, Nigel, Nigel Scullion. He'll take yeah. that as a compliment, Pauline. He's actually there trying to save money um, on you know a waste of the money. He, he doesn't give up on issues and I don't think Great guy. Yeah, no, he's a fighter. Finally, Spanish mackerel. Fast, agile, nimble. Sharp teeth. But with a menacing strike when needed. Michaelia Cash. Bang. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Didn't even have to think about that one. <laughs> Tales from the tinny. Ah, emboldened. By this continuing foray. Weren't we? We were having real wins with the pollies this year. We pumped ourselves up a little bit. We did. And the voices were saying, go harder. Yeah, you were... Go harder. You went all Tony Jones. I've said it many (laughs) times before. Even put on a dress and went a bit Lee Sales in a couple of these interviews. (laughs) We turned our attention to the boss, the Territory boss, Chief Minister Michael Gunner. Mm. Still under fire over probably one of the most polarising political decisions for Territory fishers in 20 years. 
blood alcohol limits on the water. On land, you can't be in charge of a vessel over 0.05 or a car um, and having the same rules. If you're in charge of a vessel in motion, you should be responsible. How is that enforced? I imagine it would be like uh, fines, maybe going on the banned drinkers register, those sorts of scenarios. The most practical way of enforcing this is the one that they're doing at the moment, which is at boat ramps. And if there's an incident, you know, police aren't suddenly going to be out in reds and blues on all our rivers and our harbours. Since it was first announced too, Fishers, that was a that was a few months ago now, we've heard a lot of people who think it's already law. Um, it's not. Um, but stay tuned, of course, through 2018 as that does move into law and went... They still haven't worked out how they're going to police it and exactly how, what the penalties will be. And um, so as we know, you will too throughout um, 2018. It's certainly got pretty much everyone fired up throughout this year. And we've had uh, our laser-like focus on territory issues will continue next year. But of course, we have a wider purview than that, Tim. As you know, well, I'm a you, great you, fan. You, you, you took on the North Koreans direct at one point this year. <laughs> I said, bring it on! <laughs> bring it on, pudding bowl haircut! Some, some people did note. Anyway, let's not encourage you to do it again. Play on. But we don't just focus on domestic issues, no. Timothy. Our gaze spans the globe, particularly to my favourite little obsession. Oh, no. The bloody septics. Mm. We all love US elections, don't we, Fishos? And hasn't this last one been a rollicking roller coaster ride? Right up until the point the roller coaster tore off the rails and careered through the disbelieving crowd, sending the obviously ill informed intelligentsia tumbling through the electorally charged air like rag dolls to be dumped unceremoniously on their dates amongst the scrap heap of their smug political prognostications. Bloody hell, we didn't see that coming, they complained in between the bouts of wailing and teeth gnashing. Well, now the runaway train is headed toward the central terminus with the buff-headed buffont poised to stride triumphantly out of the gilded engine compartment and onto the main platform. Now, Tales from the Teddy Enterprises has a tradition of celebrating this centrepiece of ascension to the White House. And this time around, we've got a range of products and services that is set to pump your trump. Trump, P-O-T-U-S. Making inauguration great again. And didn't the TFT Enterprises range of inauguration crap, I mean, you know, memorabilia, go gangbusters, Robert? Much like the presidential reign thus far of the big orange comb over himself. Some critics, however, Fishos, have claimed that Trump not only has a bit of feral stock loose in the top paddock, but that he's also got a bit of a problem with the Ruskies in the ranks. And it seems he may not be alone. Absolutely, you're in the right place, Ivan. Your Uncle Vladimir's gonna love the territory. Uh, very good, Tovarich. But uh, tell me, do you have any secret spots? You know, classified. Absolutely. Loaded to the gunnels we are, trust me. Hmm, tell me more. No, no, no. If I told you more, Ivan, they wouldn't be secrets now, would they? That's how it works, you see. Uh, but how am I to believe your claims of top-secret intelligence without some kind of proof, comrade? So what are you saying, mate? I'm making it up. You don't believe me? Jeez, you bloody Italians are untrusting, aren't you? Right, oh well, Mr. Doubting Ivan, have a look at this then. 
Waypoints for snapper bombies from Pete Zeroni. That's right, Zeroni. He's one of your mob. You know, dish best served cold and all that. Uh, and what about this? Here's a map of Roper Mouth with honey holes marked by Warren DeWitt. Yes, Warren DeWitt. Mm. I'm telling you, mate, if you're looking for the good oil, oh, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, can you show me that map again, friend? Yeah, right, at, there you go. And it doesn't stop there. Check this out. Bino Harbour. Absolutely confidential information. I oh, hear some spots on the mini-mini. Secret, secret, secret. Oh, duh. Uncle Vladimir will be very happy with this information. Very happy indeed. <laughs> you moronic, blustering capitalist, running dog, you pompous, posturing fool. No wonder the West is in decay. Oh, Mother Russia trumps you once again. Oi, Ivan, do all you eye ties mumble to yourself like that? Oh, duh, duh. I mean, uh, si, si, uh, molto bene, pepperoni, mozzarella. Bloody hell, I'm trying to prove to you how good my intel is. So look, it goes on, we've got waypoints here, check this one out. 30 metres of water, it's, it's guaranteed to hit on the one Here's a bit of a moment across over here, a little honey hole, there's a point run for the third time of the time. You, in a tackle shop, giving away territory fishing secrets to the bloody Russians! Oh, he told me he was Italian, Tim. He was obviously a KGB spy, Robert. Clearly! I thought Ivan and Vladimir were funny names for Italians, but... Tim, what have I done? I betrayed the territory. What have I done? My gift acquisition anxiety, a thing of the past, with the Tales from the Tinny Christmas catalogue. The intellectuals of the family will appreciate the TFT Compendium of Verse, a collection of poignant and emotive sonnets, limericks and haiku penned by both Tim and myself during reflective moments of float. The Tales from the Tinny Christmas catalogue. Bye, 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 fishos. The only way people truly know how much you value them is by the value of your gift. Merry Christmas from Tales from the Tinny Enterprises. Tales from the Tinny with Tim and Rob, a special podcast edition for 2017 Christmas and live on ABC at Darwin. We're taking a look back at the year. Tim and Rob and some other voices. (laughs) The voices! (laughs) Really. I love it when you pretend to cry too, like you did at the end there. You're terrific. Terrific actor. You know, you should have... (laughs) I must be on. It's surprising. I should have strode the stage. No, 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 it's surprising you didn't get approached by a Hollywood producer. Mm. Uh, so we've looked at disasters, we've covered politics, but much of the tinny, as you know, fishers, and thanks to you, is defined by the simply out- outrageous yarns. You know, they they really are out o- of the box. They really are only in the territory kind of stories. A consistent staple. The outrageous lies and and the more outrageous truths in many cases. Mm. Pretty much too too many to mention, even th- from throughout this year. But one of the real features has been the billfish, um, a stunning season in 2017 that just went on and on with more billfish and, and bigger bigger animals. But as we found out, when you're fighting 150 kg marlin for three hours, nature is gonna call. Well, we did have a one of those buckets with a little like a little toilet seat lid and all that sort of stuff. So we thought, seeing she's on a fish. We better not put the toilet seat lid on. I had to unzip her, get her pants down, and she sat down. And I took about three steps back and took a couple of photos. I was totally exhausted. There was nothing left. There was no tears left. There was nothing. There was 
an emptiness. No we either. Uh, no we, no tears, no nothing. I was just exhausted. A couple of times I thought I was actually going to vomit. It was that hard. Nature does call, Melita. <laughs> and when you're a mum out for a rare fishing trip with the girls, it's your right to let your hair down, have a few beers. You say it, sister. Siphon right on. <laughs> Siphon off a bit of breast milk as you do. Right on. Pump away. So why should expressing breast milk stop you fishing? Why should it? I jumped up, grabbed the net, no hesitation, was there right at the, the side of the, the boat, ready to net it for her. It was a good size 81 centimetre and she was excited, so lots of jumping around, <laughs> lots of squealing. Mandy looked at me and was like, dude, the pump was still on her boob, <laughs> top still up, it's all out. I was sort of hanging around a bit and poor Skibber didn't know where to look. <laughs> it was all got awkward, everything was like, and I was like, Oh, and I netted it and I did the right thing and I did a good job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, awesome. As soon as you're doing something, your hands are full. Yeah, your hands you, are full, your pants are at your ankles. Yeah. <laughs> you light up a cigarette, any of that, it's straight, bang, it's on. If you want to catch a fish, just get a breast pump, do a wee, poo, whatever. <laughs> Get your hands full beer, food, twisties, burgerings. Just get your hands full and you're sure to hook on. I suppose a few lessons learnt. Just because your boobs are full of milk, you should still get out there and fish. There's no excuses. And all mums need a weekend off to get out there and have some fun with the girls. And catch more fish than your husbands. Yes! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So beautifully put, didn't you think? Mm. Just because your boobs are full of milk, that shouldn't stop. Shouldn't you. stop you fishing. It's no excuse. That was another one filed into the ABC Tales from the Tinny uh, Field Reporting app uh, from out on the scene, where the girls were just chatting and spinning us the yarn. If you want to download it too, um, although the Tinny won't be on for a few weeks, we're having a three or four week break till about late January. We'll still be checking the emails and the uh, the messages on Facebook. Uh, send us a message and and we'll send you out the link to the free downloadable uh, iPhone or Android app where you can record your yarns over the uh, the Chrissy break. That one was a yarn that redefined the the meaning of of pump and wind. But I guess this one did too. Yeah, there was one fella there. He hooked up to a good fish. It was a horse. This thing was over a metre and he netted it and he's given his rod to his decky. He's got that excited. He's jumped up on the back of the boat. He's pulled his pants down, got everything off and he's got bells wrapped around his old fella and he's shaking his bells and his buddy's singing jingle bells, singing the Christmas buddy carol and we're all in stitches. We couldn't believe it, mate. G'day, I'm Henners from Stewart Park. Henners, we got a Facebook message from you this week that simply read forgot my bells this weekend you're not that bloke are you i am that bloke the bloke who's still singing christmas carols in march that's me and there's um i've got to ask the the jingle bells mate i can understand the celebration of your first metery but the jingle bells theme is a little bit of a worry did you have those bells in situ on the old fella since sometime in december waiting for this fish to arrive no, actually, it wasn't December. It was early as about 5 o'clock Saturday morning. 
How did that come about? We won indoor cricket grand final the night before and had a few tins and um, got a bit carried away. And he'd left the Christmas decorations out. Yeah, they were just some instruments he likes to play around with. Jeez, this sounds a bit ominous. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a strap with Velcro on it with four bells that you put around your wrist. Or in your case, me old fella. Congratulations, mate, on your first metery and congratulations, most importantly, in celebrating in such great tinny territory style. Thank you. Uh, yes, we're just celebrating some of the uh, outrageous, courageous, curious... That was all three. <laughs> and... Uh, Disturbing. It was all four <laughs> things that get filed into the tinny over the year. Thanks to you, good fisho, because you are outrageous, curious, <laughs> disturbing, and interesting. <laughs> but one of the most outrageous things that seriously disturbed me during the year was the tale of Damo. Oh. From Lianya. Damo from Lianya. Serious. How do you how do you let this happen? A mangy, deranged, incontinent cat gets kicked out of the house. But once it came into the boat, it was sold on to that with that. We're just leaning over Damo's boat now, which has a faint odour to it. Initially, when the cat first got in there, there was nothing in there where it could shit or piss. And I only found when I evicted the cat the other day that it had been using the anchor well to piss and shit. And I wasn't too happy about that. The rope and the well... I can't get rid of the smell out of the thing. i got to ask, Damo, <laughs> did you feel less of a man bending over and actually saying, I'm going to accommodate you by putting kitty litter in my boat that you've taken over? Yeah, I did feel that the boat couldn't move for a while there because it was in there, and I was like, what am I going to do with it? A couple of months had been in there. Uh, yeah, horrible. Tales from the Tinny. And it didn't end there for Damo. No, it did not. It didn't end there. We caught up with him recently, a few months down the track. After putting a treble in his dog's nose, he has an issue with pets, Damo. Only to discover, guess what? Guess who'd moved back into the boat? Guess who moved back in? Damo, Damo, Damo. Have a long, hard look at yourself, fella. Get some self-respect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Unbelievable. <laughs> it really is. Animals do feature widely on the tinny. You remember Alan, um, a, a great little story he told about how he uses his pets um, for fishing training, a training regime for his mm. kids, where they cast in the yard with a hookless soft plastic on. Mm. Genius. Yeah, so good. When the chicken takes it, he reckons it's just like a barra hit. And when the dog takes it and, and does the bolt, it's just like being onto a Spaniard to train the kids up ready for the real thing. Genius! Yeah, so That's good. That's why he's a scientist, Alan. <laughs> so good. John Russo, not unfamiliar with feral animals either on his fishing trips. Yeah, there was about 30 pigs altogether, and they started off in one big group, and then they kind of broke into about three groups as we chased over towards where they were. There were about 14 or 15 crocs on the actual sandbar where they crossed over, uh, and none of them had a go at them, which was amazing. Once we got uh, near them, we decided, why not try and grab one of these things? <laughs> Gave one a bit of a bump with the boat and then picked it up and took it on board and thought we're going to have some roast pork for dinner. Who would have expected that? Barra and pork in the one session. That's right, and I put it on the brag mat and it went 101, so I was pretty happy <laughs> with that. <laughs> you ate the pig when you got home? Yeah, well, we haven't eaten it yet, but it's ready to go. 
Now, I'm interested in recipes all the time, John. Uh, how, how's this little porker going to go? So I want to try smoking some of it, but the rest of it we're going to do on the barbie. And I like to uh, cut its skin off, wrap it in bacon, and uh, oh and then... God. Pig on pig! <laughs> and then have olive, with olive oil and a bit of Greek seasoning on it. It goes well. Oh, pig on pig! <laughs> you say, is everybody here salivating? <laughs> oh, pig on pig! We were, <laughs> we were salivating. How about that, man? You're... You're out on territory waters. One one crew gets attacked by a buffalo that went for a swim and rammed their boat, as we mentioned before. And then John goes out, and a whole mob of pigs just swimming across the river. What a what a way to come home with fish and pork. Subscribe to the Tales from the Tinny podcast, and you'll be able to pull a refreshing, thirst quenching, truth bending fishing yarn whenever you want. Subscribe to the podcast at abc.net.au slash tinny on the ABC Listen app or your preferred podcast provider to hear more yarns like this. And that's where you're listening now to the Tales from the Tinny special Christmas retrospective podcast. Introspective retrospective. With with Tim and Rob and we're looking at pretty much the dominant part of the year on the tinny thanks to you and your extraordinarily uh, curious and disturbing yarns. And when Lee filed in uh, to the Tinny, again on the Tales from the Tinny Field reporting app, it was from Costa Rica. And what followed was truly, I thought, Rob, a pivotal moment for us. Mm. Uh, Not just for you and I in the Tinny, but for the whole church of the Tinny, a a reimagining of our whole ethos and uh, raison d'etre. Raison d'etre. He was spinning the yarn about catching a metre barra in literally, literally a bath-sized bathtub-sized puddle Mm. on the Roper River. Um, But it was the ever-reliable wingman who captured the Territory's imagination. A little area of about 1.5 metres. I cast it out, two winds, really slowly, let it sink just a little bit subsurface and whack. Yep. On. Jimmy. Jimmy. F***ing hell, mate. Oh, f***, Jimmy. Good fish, mate. I need you, brother. I need you. Listen that. Fuck, it's a big fish, bro. Jimmy. Jimmy. It's a fucking horse, Jimmy. Oh, God. Jimmy, just let, let's get the tail around, please. Oh. That's probably a better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Nice. Yeah, bro. That's a big fish. Run, Jimmy. Run, Jimmy. When it all goes down and when the zombies start to attack, he's one of those blokes, and I reckon we all know him, that you just want around in a crisis. I, I reckon, yes, you've got it right on there. When the, when the zombie apocalypse hits going to be the guy who seems like a mild-mannered kind of geek and IT tech by day. The zombies arrive. He opens a little trap door to a basement absolutely stocked to the brim with high-caliber ammunition. That's Jimmy! They're either a Jimmy mate or, or not a Jimmy. Maybe you're that guy in the crisis. I'd aspire to be a Jimmy. I think we all yeah. aspire to be Jimmy's or to have one, Timmy. Indeed. It was really an epoch, uh, a realignment was. It was. in our consciousness it, here it, in the Tinny. It was a realignment, Rob. Yes. But the, that almost took the cake. 
for the most outrageous moment of 2017. But then we tried something absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> it wasn't the voices in my head this time. It was someone else's. It was prompted by Beard, our yeah. producer, who left a message on the tinny phone one week to alert us just how reliant we were on the amber fluid. Pouring beer down her neck while landing a horse. Had a couple of beers. Case of beer. Carton of beer for the biggest fish. And where would you rather be on a Friday afternoon than with a cold schooner in your hand, Tim? Beers. Beer. Beers. Beers? Having a couple of beers on the way down. Make sure you've got enough beer, water and food to last for a couple of days. A few beers in, well, my eyes just coming good. There's nothing like the taste of an icy cold frothy. Mm-hmm. Cracking a can. Yep. A good breastfeeding mum on the beers. Sharing a schooner. Just popped over and forgot to bring beer out on a fishing trip. Cheers. It's only the most disciplined of fishers wait till nine, Tim, surely. So is it my shout first time? Yeah, it was a couple of rounds ago, bro. Beers. Beer. 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 Frothy. Beers. <sighs> oh, yeah. Collaborate with beer. Beer. Come round and have a beer. Bring a few uh, cold collaborators with yeah. you. Having a great time. A few beers. Oh, why did we wait so long? So having alerted us to that. There was a bit of beer involved there, wasn't there? <laughs> he, he had a sound point uh, and suggested we try uh, a first, a very risky first on the tinny, uh, uh, the first ever uh, alcohol-free tinny, or an AFT as it became known, uh, in order to look after our health as an, as an ageing institution. So against Rob's better judgment, we did try it, and alarm bells and warning sirens were sounded whenever people mentioned grog, which meant those sirens pretty much lasted the entire show. <laughs> as we spoke to people about grog and piss and beer and rum and vodka and gin, and we just couldn't stop, just couldn't stop them. It was, a, it was a groundswell of revolt. We put the idea to the old guard. The wash-up was pretty clear, and the decision on our first and only ever AFT was unanimous. G'day, I'm Dean Jackson. I've been uh, part of the Tinny Show since it broke off its little umbilical cord back in the days, and uh, I've heard uh, that there's something uh, floating around the woodwork about this AFT now. I don't know too many boats out here in the Northern Territory that would ever, ever conceive the fact that they'd ever go out without some sort of beverage of beer in their boat. Back in the old days when they first decided that the first legal size of a barrel money had to be the size of your carton of beer that you had in the boat. Now, if you don't have a carton of beer in the boat, how are you going to measure your fish? And if you can get a mud crab bigger than your can of beer, then you're always on good terms with the local fisheries people. It's a part of Australian, or probably territory history, being the leaders of our fisheries management and legal sizing of fish. So it's absolutely obscene that you can have a boat out there without some sort of beer on it. You don't muck around with history. And here's what I think. Ah, that's better. Cold, wet beer. Dean Jackson who's been on board the tinny since inception, setting us right. I think setting the course, hmm. resetting the course for us, Tim. Mm. A or, steady hand on the tiller. Pretty pretty much, according to the church, the most r- outrageous thing that has happened ever. in 20... 20- <laughs> ever in the entire history of the world. <laughs> so, and so just like a dud fishing trip, you've got to accept your failures and get back on the horse. Yes, just you do. like Warren DeWitt does. Yes, you do. Which we did the very next week. 
Was the alcohol-free tinny a success? Yes, 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 the people of Australia said. They voted with a resounding majority. And I think the answer is in, Tim. The people have spoken. The next logical and obvious step, don't you think, Robert? After the resounding success, the vote of yes, the accolades we receive for our alcohol-free tinny, as you heard in the pub just now, the tinny's going vegan. It's better for your gut. It lowers the risk of colon cancer. Meat. It increases cholesterol, leading to heart disease. The land clearing forces up our greenhouse gas emissions, Timmy. I think you're right. I think it's the next step. Let's do it today. Let's do it today. It's a meat-free tinny. <laughs> I've got vegan It's a meat-free tinny. I've got Wake up. Wake up. It's not real. It's just a dream. A bad dream. A very bad dream. <laughs> Oh, Got you there, didn't we? A bad dream indeed. Got you there, hey? Did you get that gag? Maybe throughout 2018 we might just try going vegan. About maybe five mentions of killing pigs. Maybe we'll maybe we'll try next year for something new. Just having a complete tinny that's very politically correct. The ratings will go through the roof, Tim. <laughs> Except people will be throwing rocks at our houses. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, the grog flowed freely, the party was sparking up grouse. We had pillowcases hung by the fridge full of beer, in the hope that old Sandy would stuff them with gear. The kids were all hyper from soft drink of red, while the oldies were roaring. We were pissed off our heads. The girls were on champers, the blokes guzzled beer, and we just started singing. It was rough to the end. When out the front yard, there arose a huge clap. We staggered out the deck to see what was the matter. With the lightning a-flashing and fairy lights a-glow, the joint was lit up like an 80s disco. Then what through my booze-goggled eyes did I see? But a beat-up old tinny pulled by flippin' reindeer. There were two blokes aboard who looked dodgy and dim. Now, hang on, I said... Low and 30 knots up there. That's bloody Robert and Tim. The deer poured the ground for a gallop they looked game. The boys whistled and slurrily called them by name. Now, Jono, now Honda, now Yammy, OMC. On Mercury, on Evandrude, on Mariner, Susie. Up through the palm trees, past the ring for basketball. On the plane, on the plane, on the plane all. So up past the gutters, the ungainly rig flew. With sacks full of tackle and the tinny boys too. With a furious dip. Keel collided with Ruth. By the state of their driving, they'd been on hundred proof. As we came back inside, rubbing eyes, disbelieving, they dived down the whirly bird and crashed. 
through the ceiling, all dressed in red fur and sweating like pigs. Hadn't these clowns heard of Territory Rig? They had sacks full of tackle slung over their backs, such jewellery and trinkets that stop a fisho in his tracks. Their cheeks were quite rosy, their noses like cherries. They were sloshed, they were dribbling, decidedly merry. Tim had a lit gasper stuck in his face. As he staggered, he ashed all over the place. Unshaven, untidy, Smith scratched at his belly. They may be okay for radio, but no good for telly. They burped and they farted and they giggled on the job. As they fill pillowcases right up to the gob. Listen, mate, pull me finger. Just have a little pop. There were poppers and fizzers and minnows galore. A treasure trove stock for a whole tackle store. Then, with a shifty nod and a wink, up they flew. Back through the smashed ceiling to the tinny parked askew. As they fell over the gunnels and got ready to ride, I heard anguished cries from the blokes still inside. I don't know how they done it, but there was trickery, that's clear. The dirty rotten mongrels, they lifted all that beer. The reindeer-powered tinny took again to the sky. With the tinny boys holding stolen stubbies on high. And I heard them exclaim as they swerved out of sight. Get a merry mullet up yous all. May your Christmas line be tight. Merry bloody Christmas. Merry bloody Christmas. Merry bloody Christmas. Hope you enjoy, whether you're heading down south or staying in Darwin, hope you have a lovely Christmas. Or whether you live down south and are coming to Darwin. Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, Thanks so much to you for for, for throughout the year on Tales from the Tinny 2017. Back um, uh, late January... Uh, 5.30 to 6.30pm on a Friday, 5am to 6am on Saturday morning for when you're driving out and heading fishing early in the weekend. Replayed on Grandstand Digital on Monday and uh, at various times throughout the weekend, of course, always available on pod. Whenever you like. Thanks to The Beard, of course, who's been an absolute staple for the tinny throughout the year. And no beard, it still doesn't count more on a kayak. (laughs) Let's get it right. And thanks to Packy Andy for helping us out throughout the year. For Warren DeWitt, who's always been a staple. As An you, absolute champion. As you mentioned. And uh, to you, Fishos, for your unending support. See you back in a few weeks' time. And get a merry mullet up ya. Tales from the tinny. <laughs> <laughs>